That'd be all right if I had a little sitting there. Boys limber bottles, ain't they? Go ahead. Uh, good evening. Uh, I'm gonna stand up tonight. Pastor Butch Holder coming to you. Tonight, I pastor here at Holy Cross Missionary Baptist Church, and we've just had a, a great uh, fellowship already. We've shared so many different things, and, and we've confessed our faults like the Bible says, and that we can be healed. We all stand in need of healing. We all stand in need of forgiveness. And the mercy and grace of God. Uh, we all can do better. Uh, you know, that's what the Word of God is for, to help us do better. We are so ever learning. And there's a lot of people ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. But God is bringing us truth. Truth and life. He's promised us life with the truth. He's promised us forgiveness. He's promised us the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And uh, he's promised us that uh, he would always be a father to us, that we could live forever. And we just live under so many promises. We was talking about, some of us was discussing about when you, wake up of the morning sometimes you get up in a bad mood what can you do about that and uh, well you can start praising the Lord when you wake up every morning and uh, just think about it how many things you have to give him thanks and praise for you have a family you have a roof a dry place to lay your head in the winter time it's warm and the Summertime is cool, and uh, he's given you cover. He's given you food. He's given you raiment. He's given you everything he promised he'd give you. And so we can just stop right there and just think of so many things that just goes along with that that we can be thankful for. He opened our eyes. He gave us another breath. And speaking of breath, I heard something today on Yahweh but it was in the Hebrew it's W uh, W Y H W and what that really means 
is your breath. When you breathe in and when you breathe out, you're speaking God's name. And that's another thing to give him praise for. That's another thing to praise him for because as long as you have life, you're speaking God. God is in you. He's even in your DNA. It's been proven. His name is in your DNA. And if we and think about your children, think about your job, think about uh, the prayers he's done answered for you. Think about how many times he was there for you when you wasn't there for him. And so if you don't think you have nothing to give God praise for when you open your eyes, you better think again. And if you start your day out with that, your day will be so much brighter. You, by doing that, you won't have all these, you won't start out with all these worldly things. Because if you wake up without doing that, you're going to have all the worldly things on your mind, are you not? So we need to start our day out with prayer and with thanksgiving to our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be his name. That's how Jesus taught us to pray when they asked Jesus. He said, teach us, Master, teach us to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I can't wait for God's kingdom, amen? I can't wait for God's perfect will to be done in my life and in your life. Because it's going to be the greatest life we've ever known. My life now is the greatest life that I've known on this, this earth since I was born of a, of a woman. And God had a plan for my life. And he brought me forth out of him when he wanted me to be here. Because he has a purpose for me and he has a purpose for you now. Uh, so prior we come to pray we prayed we thank God we ask God for help but sometimes we just need to go to him and just thank him and I believe that's the best way that anybody could start their day would just go through him with thankful not asking him for a thing but just thanking him for another day and uh it will get your heart and get, your, get you in the right mood to go forward and to do what he would have you to do. Uh, I was telling the church earlier, here in a couple of weeks, uh, the school board has invited the pastors of the church and we're going to try to go and, and try to work with them you know, and uh, they want our opinions and they'll give us their opinions and, and things. And so, you know, we're to seek the Lord about that. And they was a, God let me hear a, a preacher speaking today on something. And uh, he said there was a man come to him in the church. And uh, one of his deacons was over there. 
And he said, and you, you're my witness. He said, yeah, I am. He said, I was here and you were sitting over here. But today he was there. And he said this man walked up to him. He said, preacher, I want to ask you a question. He said, which way do you lean? Which way do I lean? Yeah, which way does your church lean? Do you lean? Do you, we, our church, we sort of lean toward the left. He said, I thought about that. <laughs> and he said, the Lord said, tell him. He said, now, Lord, you know I ain't going to be able to keep quiet when I tell him. He said, tell him. He says, we don't lean. We don't lean to the left. We don't lean to the right. We stand. We stand on the Word of God. Now you think about that. And he said, I preached that man a whole sermon on standing on the Word of God. See, that's what's wrong with the world, and that's what's wrong with the churches today. Sort, and our schools, they're leaning with the crowd. They're leaning toward the crowd, and the crowd is the world. They're leaning toward the worldly things instead of standing on what the truthful things are. I also heard a woman, a testimony from a woman today. Her son come in to see her and she was real old. Looked like she was in her 90s. He was pretty old too. And he told his mama, he said, Mama, I don't even know what I'm doing here. You have uh, what, Alzheimer's and you don't even know I'm around. But Mama, I got a question I want to ask you. He said, you're the best person I ever knew. I never ever seen you do no wrong. You was the most loving person I ever met. He said, I've never met nobody no better than you, Mama. And you're, and he said, I'm one of the worst people that ever lived. He said, I'm a sinful man. And he said, I sit here today, Mama, beside of you, and I'm just fine. But look at you after all the good that you have done. And she was just sitting there like staring out into our space. And when he got through talking, she said, Living in the world and living in sin is just like living in a jail cell. It says sometimes the devil won't give you a hard time because he don't want you turning to God. And she says the door is always open 
for you to leave. But she says one door, that one day that door is going to be shut and you won't be able to escape it. I thought, wow. Living in this world of sin is just like living in the jail cell. But the door is open now. You have an opportunity to come out from that kind of life and to have a life. But one day that door is going to be shut. And when that door shut, it's shut. And there's no way out then. Just like God told the rich man that died and went to hell and he was tormented in the flames and he said send Lazarus Lazarus was the one at his gate Lazarus was the one that begged for the crumbs that fell from his table but he showed no mercy he could have come out of that self-righteousness he could have come out of that jail cell that he was in and helped that man and if he had it he wouldn't be in hell today because if he had felt how good it was to help someone, I believe it would have changed his life. It changed my life. When I seen how God was so good to me that he gave Jesus, to get me out of that jail cell. And he took me out before the door was shut. And he'll take you out before the door shut if you'll let him. But this may be your last opportunity. Your last opportunity. And she said that just looking straight forward. And then after she said that, she turned and looked at him. She said, who did you say you was? You see, God let the truth come out. even with her in that kind of condition. She had lived such a life that even though she was the life she was living now, God was still able to speak through her and tell her son one last time that he needed to come out of that jail cell because the door was open for him to get out. Jesus unlocked the door. We were once in that cell, but Jesus unlocked the door. And he said, I'm giving you every opportunity to come out of there, Todd. Some of us have come out. Best life I've ever known is the life that I've had with Jesus. Best time I've ever had is the time I've spent with Jesus. Now, I was a sinful man at one time in my life. But God saved me from my sins. My sins was sending me to hell. My sins was destroying my life. Satan had me in, imprisoned, but he had the door open. The door was open. He ain't the one that opens and shuts the door. There's only one that opens and shuts the door. The Bible says when God shuts the door, it's shut, and no man can open it. But when God opens the door, and that's what he done for me, 
No man can shut that door. That's why it says, don't worry about them that's able to destroy the body, but the one that's able to destroy both body and soul in a place called hell. Because when God opened the door for me, he left it wide open, and I go in and out and find pasture. Amen? In and out and find pasture. I don't go back into that jail cell no more. I've went through another door he's given me. A door that has a straight path. A door that opened up the kingdom of God for me. And it will lead me right into the kingdom of God. But it was my choice. It's your choice. It's my choice. But if you want to remain in this jail cell and think that this is the greatest life, you've been deceived by the devil. But I will tell you what the Bible says about sin. And I know why he said it, because it's the truth. Because I've been there. He said there's joy in sin for a season. For a season. I've been there. I had my good times until it all turned on me. Begin to kick me in the face and begin to stomp me and, and begin to destroy my life. And Jesus come by and opened the door. I just thought I was having a good time. But I want to tell you what. You've never had a good time until you know Jesus. You've never known peace. You've never known love. You've never known comfort until you know Jesus. Now, I told you I'd read you a scripture a while ago. And it's in the Bible where the preacher, where he says... I don't lean, and I'm not leaning tonight. I'm here to stand up against sin because it's going to destroy you and send you to hell. Sin will destroy your life. It will send you to hell. It's the one thing in this life you cannot afford because it carries too high a price. The rich man would have gave up everything not to have to be in hell no more. But he gave up everything and still went to hell. Because God says, thou fool, all these things you plan on doing in your life ain't going to happen because this day thy soul is going to be required of you. So I'm here to stand. And, and then <clears throat> 1 Corinthians in chapter 16 and verse 13 I'll let you turn there. It says, watch ye first. First thing it said to do was to watch. Well, what am I supposed to watch, preacher? You're supposed to be looking and seeing what's happening here today. You don't shut your, close your eyes to sin. That's what's wrong with the world today. They've closed their eyes. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with it with their children and they don't want to deal with it with themselves because they're enjoying it. 
and they're thinking they're getting ahead when they're getting deeper and deeper and deeper in debt. And they're going to have a whole lot to answer for one day. But not me. Jesus atoned for my sins. That means he, he took them, he nailed them to the cross with him. When he opened the door, he covered me with his blood. When I stepped out, I accepted him as Lord and Savior, as the Son of God. He washed me in his blood. He wrote my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And no man's able to take my name out of the Lamb's Book of Life. He wrote it with his blood. Right there. It's the Book of Life. But if your name is not in the Book of Life, forget about getting to heaven. You ain't going to get there. So he told me to watch. And he's telling you to watch. Saved or lost? If you're lost, look around and see what's happening in this world. Pick up this Bible if it's the first time in your life and go and read the four Gospels and read the book of the, of the, the Tribulation and see if ain't exactly what God said would come to pass has come to pass. And then get in there and read about the teachings of Paul and Peter and John and Matthew and, and all of those guys that lived and died for God. Because it's their testimony too. Because their testimony was Jesus and the testimony is Jesus. So he said, watch. You better look around and see what's happening to you. People are so blinded. Let's just take, let's just take uh, all of our politicians. Well, well, well. My, my, my. You know, I, I heard a, a person in another church say, yesterday she went to this church I don't know who she was I don't know her name but she walked up to a pastor and she won't know how he was doing he had had COVID three weeks ago and she said have you took all your shots and he said yeah she said, boy, I took all of mine and all they want to give me, I'm going to take it. Whether they want to put it in my arm, my eye, no matter what it is. She ain't been watching. She ain't been listening. She ain't been hearing the truth about all these things. If they want me to wear a mask, I'm going to wear a mask. If they want me to do this, I'm going to do that. You're being deceived. Here's what my God says. Now, I've had the COVID. They said I did. I don't know if I did or not. I got sick. It might have just been the flu. Probably was. My wife, the same thing. Okay? I don't know it was the COVID. I know that the government told them if anybody died, they could put down that they died 
from the COVID if they wanted to. That's what they wanted them to do. And when they did, the hospitals got all this kickback money from it. Find out what the truth is. We need to watch and see what's going on because they're going to continue deceiving me and you if you let them. But you can open your eyes and open your ears and you can learn what the truth is. Well, they made me do it. They didn't make me do it. Well, they made me do it. I had to do it. I didn't have a, a choice. Well, I ain't took it yet. And I won't take it unless God tells me to take it. But here's what God tells me about the diseases and the what else you call it? Pestilences. Pestilences. He said, don't fear. He said, live for me and I'll take care of you. If you get it, I'll still take care of you. And if I want you to die with it, you'll die with it. But whether you're here or not here, to be absent from the body if you're saved is to be present with the Lord. We're not supposed to fear the worldly things. Ain't that what the Bible tells us? And people are running around with all this fear and all this confusion and they're scared to death what man has told them. There ain't but one thing that I'm scared of and that's standing before an almighty and a just God. I fear him, and I fear his holy name, and brother, my life better line up with what he has said right here. Amen? That's what I fear. Perfect love. Did you hear that? The preacher sitting over here. This other preacher. Say it again, Marty. Perfect love casts out all fear. Who said that, Marty? The Bible and Jesus. Amen? Because it's God's Word. And Jesus said, listen, everything you heard me say, everything you've seen me do, I saw my Father do it, and I heard my Father say it. Amen? And He said, I bring nothing new. I've only bring to you what I was taught, what I seen, and what I heard. And God said that Jesus was a perfect man. He was a perfect man. And he knowed no sin. But God made him come and be born into a body of sin. But brother, he didn't sin. Because he was greater than the sin. Amen? He was greater than what God put him in and he was able to conquer death, hell, and the grave because we couldn't and neither can you. And you ain't going to get to he heaven on your righteousness. There's only one righteousness and that's the righteousness of God. So he said, watch. Look what's happening. You know, take time, do a little studying. You, you have to study, find out the true facts of what's going on. Don't just do what everybody tells you to do. 
Make sure that it's the right thing that you're doing before you go take a shot that somebody tells you to take that uh, that the drug administration had not approved and still hasn't approved to this day that it will cure anything. I've not seen the evidence of it, but I've seen where it has hurt a lot of people and I've seen where a lot of people have died from it. So don't be deceived. First seek you the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he said, all other things shall be added unto you. So he said, watch. Watch ye. That means you. That means me. And then he said this. Stand. Stand fast. Man, you better stand fast. You better, you better be secure in your stand. You better stand fast. You better stand up. And brother be counted. Amen. Anybody standing? Yes, sir. Right here. Right here, Lord. I'm standing. What are you standing on? I'm standing on my faith that I have in God. It says stand fast in the faith that you have. Amen. Well, my faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's what I'm standing in today. So I'm to stand fast. You're to stand fast. Because you ain't like the world. And you don't have to run and be scared. He says, look. <laughs> if the whole world turns on you, there's still nothing to fear. You belong to God. He takes care of every sparrow that falls to the ground. He knows about them. How much more precious are you than many sparrows, the Bible says. Don't you think that he loves you enough that he won't take care of you and if you die, he promised you won't feel it. You'll never feel the sting of death if you live for me. You don't have to worry about dying. Somebody pull out a gun and go, bam! You'll never even know he went bam because you'll be with Jesus. By the time that bullet hits, you'll be after it from the body to be present with the Lord. Caleb wouldn't feel that bullet, and I wouldn't either. Now, if it shot his ear, he might feel that. Amen? He'd go, oh, man. And that fellow say, well, next one's going between your eyes. Whatever. I belong to God. you got to answer to him for it. Amen. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. We're to have the courage and the strength to stand. We're living in a day and time that we got to stand for what is right. We ain't supposed to lean to the left or just lean to the right. You can't lean with God. You got to stand on with God. God is a standing. He ain't leaning tonight. Amen. He's standing sure. And he tells us to do the same thing, don't he? You know when you pass from death unto life. When you what? Love the brethren. So watch ye therefore and stand in your faith. Amen. Stand in your faith. 
Quit you like men. No, don't quit like men. He said, be strong. Be strong. Let all your things be done with love, with charity. Everything you do. We wake you up this morning. Here I am. Lord, I love you and I thank you for the love you put in my heart. Ain't that good? You are welcome, my son. Amen. <laughs> That's right. That's what he's saying. He says, thank you. I'm honored by you being that type. It honors me when you, when you take me at my word. It brings honor and glory to God. Ain't that what we're here for is to bring honor and glory to him? This young lady right here, preacher, I just have a time when I wake up. <laughs> I want you to pray for me. I said, well, I'm going to do more than that. I'm going to tell you how you can wake up and not feel so bad. And I told you, didn't I? Yep. Did it work? Yeah. What did I tell you? Pray. glorify him when I wake up. Amen. That's what I wanted to hear. Amen. Pray and glorify him. <laughs> Amen. Pray and glorify him. Paula, sometimes it gets so bad. We just, Lord, I'm surprised I even woke up. Now I got to pray and glorify you. <laughs> I had a rough week, Lord. But then you think about how good he's been to you. Say, God, I'm sorry. I even felt that way. I want to praise you and glorify you. Yeah. Always, always. Listen. That's that's good food right there. Amen. That's what she's been taught from the Bible. Is always something to be thankful for. Now, we like to pick and joke and carry on. We all do. <laughs> you know, even God has a sense of humor. Yeah. Think about it. When you get up and look in the mirror every morning, you know that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. God has a sense of humor, especially now that I don't have all my teeth. So I don't smile at me as much no more. That's all right. I still love me. God still loves me too. I don't have as much hair as I used to have. I don't bother God. He kept up with every one of them as they fell out. Didn't he, Randall? That's how close a contact he has with us. You got a beautiful smile. I wish I had a beautiful smile like that. Show every one of them, darling, because they're pretty. Amen. We serve a beautiful God. We serve a God that loves us. Unconditionally, Caleb said. Where did he learn that at? What does that mean, Caleb? He don't, he, don't, he, he don't put nothing on that, does it? Just unconditional. He took you just like you was, didn't he? And he took the rest of you just like you were, too. And want none of you perfect. Amen. But he took you anyway. And he took you with all your faults and all your failures. 
and all the bad words that you spoke and all the lies that you told, he still took you. He still forgive you. And then he replaced all of that with love. Just like we've got to share tonight. We got so much. Martin, that was a long road trip you took back from California, wasn't it? And especially with the two you had to drive with, right? <laughs> but you know what? Who else was with you? The Lord. There's two of you went out there, but there was four of you come back, right? You, you, Chase, and the Lord. But there was three of you went out there. Yeah. Yeah. Because Martin said, mm, I got to fly. <laughs> he wasn't real happy about it. I, I wouldn't have been neither. I flew one time, but I was sort of nip, nipping it in the bud when I did. But look, it's a serious thing that we stand on the Word of God because they're trying to take all your privileges away. They're trying to take all your freedom away. They're trying to take all your courage away. They're trying to take all your devotion away and make you dependent upon them, the world. Are you going to let that happen? Well, you're the only one who can stop it. And so am I. So, Jesus, he wrote in the sand, didn't he? We need to draw a line right there saying, hey, I ain't going past that because I'll be stepping out of God's grace. I want to stay right here in God's grace where I won't be led astray. I want to stand on what I believe. I'm going to hold it. Hold fast to the right, as my mama used to sing. What is the right? It's God's righteousness. It's his word. And we got to stand there and hold on to it and be thankful for it so we can wake up with a smile on our face. Amen. God is good. Now, you got anything, Marty? Right. But a uh, young man, uh, I just want you to know that I will pray for you tonight. Amen. This church will pray for you. And uh, I know you said you was lonely, but if you have Jesus in your heart, you won't be lonely. Amen. He will take care of you. He will supply every need. He is the one that will help you and protect you and he is the one that will save you if you'll just give your heart to Jesus you won't be lonely no more and I'm praying for you and this church is going to pray for you and uh, I just pray that you'll turn it all over to God and, and, and just just try it. you know he, he, he told us that uh, in, in Malachi he says just just try it. just try it. and watch what a blessing that I'll give you
And I'm just going to pray that you'll just try it. And just, just start praying and ask God to come into your heart and your life. And, and I promise you, I'm making you a promise because he's done it in my life and I ain't no better than you are, that he will save you and he will help you and he will be there for you. He'll be all the things that you've been looking for in this world. Everything, everybody's looking for things in the world, but he will be there for you and he will take care of you and help you. And I'm going to pray for you, brother. I'm going to pray that God will be with the need for what you need. Amen. And that's what I got tonight. Because I, I, man put a prayer request on here, and I wanted them to know Amen. that I was praying for them. Well, we also want you to know that we love you. I don't know who you are. God knows who you are. He knows your name. He gave his son to die for you. And uh, just like he did me. I've, I've told people all my Christian life that I've been born again. And I have been born again. Uh, Nicodemus asked the Lord, Lord, how can I be born again? How can I go back to my mother's room? And, and what Marty was talking about and what I'm trying to say tonight. And the Lord and the preacher had to explain it to me. It's not a physical birth, this is a spiritual birth. And uh, once you have a spiritual birth, God's Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, His Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus into your heart, the old man, we all had the old man living in us, a man of sin, a man of unrighteousness, unthankfulness, unholiness, was born with that was born in need of a savior. But when I accepted Jesus into my heart and my life, I was born of the spirit. God lives in me. He's become my best friend. He never left me. I had, I had one of my best buddies, or you call him a best friend, uh, man friend, uh, man I fished with, uh, spent time with for years and years. His name was Phil Petit. He died here just several months back, and and I really miss him. And uh, I always said, well, he's, a, he's one of the best friends I ever had. That's in the flesh, but the best friend I ever had is with Jesus. Now my wife, she's my best friend in the flesh. She always has been. Uh, and But I have buddies that are become good friends. And But uh, they may not be there with you right now. And I hope some of them are. If they are, maybe they need Jesus and we can explain it to them. But if they ain't, I want you to know that God appointed Two, best of my knowledge, guardian angels over you when you were born to help you. That's what's kept you alive. God has kept you alive to this point. And now he wants to save your soul if it's not saved. I don't know if you're saved or not, but if you're not, that's going to be the greatest joy you've ever known because it's the greatest joy that I've ever known. See, we're here to try to help people. 
We ain't here to point our fingers at nobody or condemn nobody, but I ain't going to stand up for sin. I can't. It's against the Word of God. I got to stand up against sin because it was destroying my life and it'll destroy anybody's life if they don't get it took care of. But when I called on Jesus, that's what I needed. That's what I had been looking for. I never realized that it was Him that I was looking for. See, I was trying to be happy. I was trying to know what love was. I was trying to, you know, to have a joyful life, uh, to get married, to have kids. I, I told the Lord one time, this before I ever got saved, I said, well, I put it this way, God, all I carry out of life, I said, if I get a good woman, marry a good woman, have a good pickup truck and a good home, I'll be satisfied. Well, he gave me all three of them things and I still wasn't satisfied. And I still have it today. Of course, I have traded the truck a few times, but I still got my house, my wife. I don't want to trade them. I even got in trouble for trading them. And, uh, but see, we're just talking to you from our heart tonight. You know, but God is the best thing that ever happened to me. And uh, he's greater than my wife. He's greater than my children. He's greater than me. He's the greatest thing that's ever been. And uh, Lord, just to think to not have that, I can't, I, could, I couldn't even imagine that. And I can't even imagine the wonderful things he has in store for them that love him. When he started living in me, I started loving him. I didn't get saved because I loved him, because I didn't love him before I got saved. I just knew about him. I just knew that he existed, or I thought he did, and I found out that he did. But I never fell in love with him until after he saved me. And then he just filled my heart with love. And that's the greatest miracle that ever happened to me. When I sat down and, and I realized all the love he had placed in my heart, not only for my wife and my children, but for my, everybody else in the world. And I still love them today. I hate a lot of people's ways, but I love their soul. And God has no pleasure in seeing anybody die without him. But once we end up just like I was talking about the woman who was talking about the jail. Right now, the door is open. We don't have to remain. We can come out. And God will lead us in a different direction. So, you know, we hope these are words of encouragement that will help you from being lonely because, hey, sometimes I get lonely too. My wife's been sick for a while now. And uh, I've had lost some of my family members, and sometimes things didn't go my way, and I just felt lonely. And sometimes I wanted to say, God, you know, you think, well, <laughs> you know, do you really know me, Lord? You know, but yeah, He always shows me. He always encourages me. He always turns my loneliness into something a lot better it's, he gives me fellowship instead 
He takes me up in his arms. He comforts me. He helps me. And uh, he encourages me. I had a, a dear saint of God that used to, that she was with us when we started this church, and it was called Dean Holder. And I always said she was one of the pillars that helped hold this, the church up. I'm talking about the people and help me. And there was times she came to me and she seen I was lonely and beat down. And she scolded me a little bit. And she said, Butch, don't you even think about it. And I'd smile at her. I said, well, how do you know? I know, she says. And I says, I won't. I said, God will get me through it. He'll get you through it. You just got to let him. You can't do it by yourself. You can't get over being lonely by yourself. You got to have his help. Amen. You can't get saved by yourself. You got to get saved by him. And I can't save you. But I can lead you to him. And the plan of salvation is Romans 10.9. Just go there and read it. And uh, read the plan of salvation. See what it tells you. And, uh, and he said, how would you know without a preacher? I'm glad you're tuning in tonight. How would you know without a preacher? See, the name is what's in, not what's important. You, you're going to have a new name. God's given us a new name. I don't know what my new name is, but one day I will. It won't be Butch no more. But that's what the Lord calls me now. But he's got a new name picked out for me. And it's going to have meaning to it. It's going to have purpose to it. Whatever name he gives us, it's going to be a lot of things that goes along with it. These is all the things you have to look forward to as a Christian. Uh, Jesus said, I'll go and prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place and come again and receive you, that where I am, you may be also. Uh, he says, never entered our hearts or our mind the wonderful and the beautiful and the magnificent things that he has laid up for us in heaven. You go to the book of Revelations and, and sort of get a, get a glimpse of, of, of the gold and, uh, and, and all the jewels and the things that the kingdom of God is going to be made up out of. And, and you get a sort of a, a little bit of a sense of it, but not a, not a true meaning because you ain't going to have the full meaning of it until you get there. But I live on that blessed hope. But God said, if I only have hope only, I'm most miserable. But I'm not miserable tonight because I have faith. Faith that comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Is anybody else tonight? forget it it was my first night ever at my new job and three o'clock rolls around and I have this lady call out and um, I, I can't go into much detail but we go in there and we're trying to calm her down and you know she's transitioning which is what we the stage we call before we say actively passing yeah um, so she was at this point we had labeled her as transitioning and we go in there and I mean, she is just 
hollering and it's a pitiful cry and there was nothing we can do to calm her down and then I just was like what is she I mean she's talking about all these people from her past and people that like her daughters have said she's never like seen in years or people that's passed on and um then she goes I need him to open that door and so we're like okay well she's sitting in the bed and we think she's talking about the bathroom door and we have a nurse who's got shorter hair and she we thought she was referring to him as a man and so we opened the bathroom door and she said we said the bathroom door the the door's open look the door's open he she said the door's not open she said i need him to open the door and we were like what door honey and she said the door to heaven she said it's closed she said, I need God to open the door. And she's not spoke one word to me. I mean, I've been caring for this lady for hours now, and she's not spoke one word to me until this. And I didn't know what on God's green earth she was talking about until the message tonight. And um, that was my first night, and I think she was there for almost two more weeks suffering. And normally we can get people to a space of comfort, there was no comfort that we could give her the comfort that we desire to keep them at. Right. And I don't ever want to see anybody ever go through that. Now, her family can say what they want. I don't know where she went. I think only she knows where she went. Amen. Her and God. That was between her and God. But, and I don't, she was there for two more weeks. I don't know if between her and God she got it figured out. But I think she saw God that night. And I think she saw spiritual reality of where her life was going. Amen. And so I beg anybody, anybody sitting in here, anybody watching, I've seen people walk through hell. I mean, I've seen it. Laying in a bed, I've seen it. I have too. Amen. And I pray that nobody ever, I could not sit here and look at my worst enemy the person who's done the worst things to me, the person who's done the worst things in the world, and I couldn't say that I want them to go through what I've seen her, much less go to hell. I I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And so I just want everybody to know before your door closes, because that's between God. Only God can open that door, and only God can close that door. That's right. And I just pray that you get it right, because it ain't pretty. Hell ain't pretty. There's no peace in hell. I've seen some of the most deaths where you come in and I, the other night, actually, this patient come back that I had previously met and um, I just had this special bond with her and we didn't really talk about the Lord or anything. I just had a bond with her. She come back and uh, she ended up passing and it was just me by myself. I don't know where the others were at, but I go back down the hall walking to check on my people and somebody or something had opened her door and she was laying there all peaceful and was glowing. Amen. I mean, like the things that I have seen, the things that I have felt, I can't tell you, but I know where she was at. Amen. And I want that when I go. You know what I mean? And I don't I wouldn't wish the depths of hell on anybody because I've seen people go and I can't tell you where they went. I mean, I, I think I know where they went, but I can't tell you because that's between them and God. That's right. So I just pray that before your door closes, 
that you seriously take a self-evaluation and say, where am I going? Am I, live like, am I living like where I think I'm going? And how can I fix it to where I know that I'm going where I think that I'm going? Because that was her, her life, the, those stories, what I've seen, it makes me think every time that I leave there, it makes me think every time that I see somebody in those beds. And I, all I can do is pray over them because that's between them and God. But I pray and I, God, I know that God's laid their stories on my heart because they're not here to tell it anymore. But Amen. I know God's led me to see things and to do things that, for his work, to pass on. And so I just pray, that's my prayer tonight, and I want you to ask yourself, is your, if your door is still open, I beg you to please take the opportunity. Amen. Please. Because it'll be the best decision you ever make in your life. Amen. I don't know how you can do it without him. Kimball, you live in the, the life that God sent you here to live. This is what he wanted for you. Uh, this is what he wants for us, to live the kind of life that we can make a difference in other people's lives. And that's our purpose of why we're still here, because we can make a difference. And... Like Kendall said, and I've been there several times, and I've seen people die and struggle and horrible death. And you, you want to think the best, but it don't. Hey, these more people dies and ends up in hell than they do heaven. And it's like Kendall reminded us tonight, when God shuts that door, in it, that's it. You know. But it's open right now. Mercy and grace is still here. But one day that door will be shut. Anybody else? Uh, it's been a really good service tonight. I mean, the praying and sharing things with one another. I think maybe all of us will go home looking a little different about things with our relationship with God and how we feel and how we act. Uh, hell will help make us better Christians and uh, to walk in the Lord. Well, if everybody else is satisfied, we'll just come to the altar and pray. my life than where I am like now and my past I'm just thankful and want to praise him because I got I could have been in the lowest valley with the, all the rest of the people in the world but I'm not and I could be who knows where I'd be right now if I wasn't saved and I didn't believe and didn't want to come to church you know there's no telling where I'd be at. I, I hope I never have to even see where I'd be at. Because, I mean, this is the only thing I know. Right. Is it, I mean, this, this is, this is so much better and it sweet. Is. sweet. Like you've said before, 
It's so much sweeter to be here with everybody that's in here and all of my church family than to be somewhere else, such as a party or drinking or just out in the world. Right. It's, I'm just thankful. It's, it's a blessing to be, be where I'm at and to see where I've come with God. Amen. Truly is. Thank you for that testimony. Thank all of you for your testimonies tonight. It means so much to us and the people that watch this program. Anyone else? Anybody? Well, God is good. Let's go pray. And you pray with us. Uh, I want to Scotty I want to borrow your Bible a minute or whosoever this is Y'all can go ahead and start praying. And as you pray, I'm going to read this scripture. Well, I want to read Romans 10 and 9. Well, starting 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preached. And we've been talking on that. As they're praying for me, they're praying for you that's listening. And uh, I'll be praying with them here in a minute. But it says, it's even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That is, thou shalt confess, and I have confessed so many times every day with thy mouth of the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart, and, and I believe, and that's all you have to do is believe that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. But it's got to come from your heart. It can't come from your head. When it comes from your heart, it has meaning, it has purpose, it has honesty. Uh, it allows God to let his spirit deal with you in order that you can be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Just like I confess to you tonight that I've been saved, that means I've been born again of the spirit washed in the blood of the Lamb. For the scripture says, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, and neither am I ashamed tonight. For I love him, 
For there is no difference between a Jew or the Greek, that means a Gentile, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. See, there's no respect to persons but God. For whosoever, put your name there, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But you got to do it the way he said. It's got to be from your heart. And you've got to be sorry from your heart for the life that you have lived in sin. The Lord, the Spirit broke me down and I cried like a baby the day I got saved. And I was so ashamed. But God loved me and he saved me. And he loves you and he wants to save you tonight. And how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Sent by who? By God. How, does, how it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them which preach the gospel. Because they're going into the world and carrying God's message and his love and peace and bring glad tidings of good joy. So we're here hoping to bring glad tidings of good joy in your life that you might be saved. Lord Jesus, we call upon you tonight as almost we know how. As I pray with my wife and all my church family here tonight, Lord, I'm so honored Father, that uh, you've been here with us. Your spirit has flowed among us here tonight. You've opened our eyes and our ears. You've showed us things, Father, that has happened and things that's yet to come. And you've you made aware our senses of what's going on around us in the world. Uh, you've proved to us, just like Kendall said, all her testimony was all about how real you are and she's seen people father that went out here rejoicing with a smile on their face and she's seen people that went out of here uh, was suffering and in pain and wishing that the door was open but Lord when you shut the door the door is shut and you open the door it's open right now but one day it will be closed just like that mother tried to tell her son, Lord, the door's open right now. But one day it'll be closed. And when God closes the door, where will we be? Will we, will we be in heaven or will we be in hell? That's the question. That's the big question that's went forth here tonight. What kind of life are we living? And uh, you said just coming to get back get a church without spot without blemish so father we thank you for the oil that we have put in our vessels here tonight by coming to you and believing and trusting that we might have sufficient oil so when the day you comes we'll be ready and waiting for you that you can say come on in thy good and faithful servant you've been you've been faithful over a few things and i'll give you over many things and you rule over much so father we thank you for those words lord it's not what we've done 
for what we're doing. It's all what Christ has done and what he's doing through us tonight and through all others that love you. So, Father, continue to uh, bless us with souls. We'd rather see someone saved than have all the riches of the world because there's no comparison. You said if it took the whole world to win one soul, then it was worth it. And, Lord, so... I thank you, God, that I meant that much to you, and so does everybody else. So, Father, we just uh, leave tonight with thankful hearts. It's been a joy, a great joy to be with my brothers and sisters in Christ tonight. We've had a good week. We've been in a good revival this month, Father, and it's all the kind of your goodness, and that's why we call it good, because there's only one good. And that's the Father, Jesus said. So, Lord Jesus, come quickly is our prayer. We long to be with you, and we give you thanks and praise and, and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you. Don't have a church? Come be with us. Huh? You got one? A church? You do, don't you?